Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Monday, August 28th, 2023. We are so close to college football season being here, and man, we are excited about it. I've got a lot of things to discuss on today's show, including our Mailbag Monday. You continue to send in questions about anything going on in the life of Duke Athletics, and we answer them. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on there as well, at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and written review. Also, be sure to check out our show on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like this video. Share it with your friends as your support here of Lockdown Blue Devils continues to mean the absolute world to us. So thank you again for your support. Without further ado, I'm just so excited to bring on one of my very good friends, Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert for Ball Durham. Kevin, here we are, man. September is right around the corner, and we're one week away from the start of the Duke football season. Man, it's crazy. It was wild watching uh, some games live in uh, in person last Saturday, getting to watch uh, USC, Notre Dame, some of these big-time schools back in action. Uh, man, it, it's crazy that um, summer's over, fall's here, and, and that means football's back too. Yeah, that means college football is back in our lives, which we certainly do appreciate. So with that being said, we've got a Mailbag Monday due up today. We've got a, uh, a wide variety of questions from basketball and football, so we'll kind of jump right into it. Thanks again for sending these questions via email, LockedOnBlueDevils at gmail.com, or by sending us a, a Twitter direct message, again, at LO underscore Blue Devils. I guess the platform's known as X now, so trying to get that back into <laughs> No, 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 it's still Twitter. Still Twitter. Everybody knows what Twitter is. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll still rock with that. All right, here's our first question. Who will lead Duke in three-point shooting this year? This is tricky. I think you got a lot of good answers that you could go with here. Yeah, I think you do, and I think you have to, to narrow it down in terms of who makes the most threes, who shoots the best percentage. you got a couple of different ways you can answer this question. Um, I'm going to go Jared McCain in terms of who makes the most threes for this team uh, this season. I mean, he throughout the high school um, recruiting process, um, how he played at the high school level and the AAU level, he's been known as a shooter. He comes into Duke as a shooter, and everything you hear and read about this kid through the offseason workouts um, is that he's ready to step in day one and make a contribution. Um, I think he's probably going to be the opening night starting small forward, quote-unquote small forward, if they go with that three-guard lineup um, to start an opening night. Um, so I think Jared McCain's going to lead this team in terms of most three-pointers made. However, I think a player like Mark Mitchell could lead the team in three-point field goal percentage. You figure he's not going to take that many, although there's an emphasis on him to take a lot more three-pointers than he did last year. And when he didn't take those three-pointers, he was pretty efficient in making them two, specifically out of the corner. Um, so I think Jared McCain's going to make the most three-pointers, but I also think Mark Mitchell might be the highest three-point shooter in terms of percentage on the team. Let us know what you think in the comments down below. Mailbag Monday, thanks again for all these questions that we received. I'm going to go total makes Jared McCain. Percentage, I'm going to continue to do this. If people listen to Lockdown Blue Devils all the time, if you're an everydayer, you know this. Shout out to all of our everydayers out there. Comment down below if you're an everydayer and we'll give you some love. Uh, but I'm going to go Jaden Shoot. I'm on Shoot Island. I think the percentage 
is going to continue to be amazing for him from that three-point line, Kevin. I think he's going to play more, not enough to have the most makes on the team, but I'm really excited for his sophomore season. Hey, going back to some of our conversations during last season, you were the captain of the Jaden Shoot <laughs> fan club. I was the captain of the Derek Whitehead fan club. So well, hopefully uh, this works out for you this year. Yeah, we got to pick new freshmen to piggyback going into the year. So let's yeah. go on to our next question. Will Duke basketball be known as a better offensive or defensive team this season? I think this is 50-50 chance of getting this right, Kevin. So no pressure here. But I think this might be an easy answer. And I think it's offensive just because of how poor they were offensively last year and how good they were defensively. I think they're still going to be a very good defensive team, but I think they're going to be known as an offensive team just because how much they're going to want to run up and down the floor and really get after their opposition. I think offense is the right answer, too. So I'm glad that we uh, are on the same page. This Duke team is going to be able to score in a variety yeah. of different ways. They're going to be able to make so many shots from the outside, impact uh, the, the defense that the other team is having to play to keep up. And I just don't know. The rim protecting is what we like to talk about on that defensive end of the floor for Duke. And while it will take a step back without Derek Lively the second, I, I think that's why you could think of this Duke team as a better offensive year going into the season. So I'm glad to know, I'm glad to know we're on the same page, Kevin. Yeah, and also the spacing is going to be so much better offensively because you're not going to have two seven-footers in there. And let's be honest, Kyle Filipowski, although he could play on the perimeter, really didn't show it last year as an under 20, uh, 20, 30% three-point shooter. I think he shot around 28% from three-point range. So you hope that is able to take a, a step up. And also you can have him now freely move about the paint with Derek Lively not there because he never really showcased his abilities on the perimeter in college at all. So it's going to be offense. A big reason why is because there's going to be so much more space out on the floor for these guards to work. We've got more questions to answer on this Mailbag Monday episode of Locked On Blue Devils, and we'll begin to answer some of those questions after this timeout. All right, Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by one of our new friends, a new sponsor for the program. We're talking about Athletic Brewing Company. Now time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Riley Leonard, anytime he takes the field for the Duke Blue Devils, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the game. They've changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. As you look at this, Athletic Brewing Company, uh, they make non-alcoholic beers with full flavor, well-crafted, a full-strength beer. You can find Athletic Brewing's non-athletic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my friend Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. Onward we go with some of these questions. How many points per game will Duke basketball average this year? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think a safe number would be like 81-82. I, I, I feel like that could also be a little bit high, but I, again, like we talked on on that last question, um, that they're going to be a really much improved offensive team. They want to run. They want to get up the floor. They want to have as many possessions as possible in a game. Um, so uh, generally, I'm going to say low 80s. If I had to put a number on it, I'll go, I'll go 81 and a half. <laughs> it's always fun just to kind of think of what, the, what that number could be. 81 and a half. I'm actually I'm going to piggyback that one. Let, let's go about 81 and a half. I think this Duke offense is certainly capable of scoring a number like that. So, yeah, they've just got so many different scores that are going to be able to make it from the outside on the inside. Free throws, I think I hope uh, I hope to see the Duke team go to the free throw line uh, more frequently this upcoming season. Let me give a listener shout out to our guy Chris Carroll, who's always given love to us here on the show. Last season, he was always talking about the frequency in which uh, Duke basketball was or was not getting to the free throw line each and every game. And we know those scoring numbers go up, Kevin, the more times you can attempt those freebies. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it all builds on what we've been harping on throughout the early portion of this episode is they're going to play faster. So when you play faster, what happens? You become more difficult to guard. Other teams start picking up fouls more. Then you get to the free throw line. Last year, the team played a lot slower. You're easier to defend. There's not as much movement. There's not as much grabbing and reaching and pulling and tugging. So then you don't go to the free throw line. And again, that spacing, there's no driving lanes. You have two seven-footers down on the blocks. Your guards can't get downhill, create contact, and get to the rim. Now you're going to be able to do that this year, and in turn you're going to see more free throws, and knock on wood, hopefully that means more points as well. It's our Mailbag Monday episode of the program. I'm always getting Mailbag Monday questions from Devil in a Blue Dress on Twitter, so thanks for sending those via a DM. Uh, she writes in, the ceiling for this team is a national championship, talking about Duke basketball. I think we agree with that. The ceiling is yeah. a national title for Duke. On the Absolutely. bad side of things, though, what do you think the floor is? That's wow. a, that's a, you, you, you got some locked and loaded really good <laughs> yeah. questions here today. That's what we do here on Mailbag Monday, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's a really good question. All right, so yes, I 100% agree. The ceiling is a national championship. That is the ceiling for this team. Now, what is the floor? Okay, I think I think a safe floor for this team would be um, to make the semifinals of the ACC tournament. I think that's that's a that's a that's maybe shooting a little high, but I think that's a that's a safe floor. Um, and then obviously you make the NCAA tournament and you get bounced in the round of 32. I think that would that would be the floor because I mean we all know that it's very difficult to win the NCAA tournament in, in a one and done situation. So. Um, I would be surprised if, again, things go horribly wrong, that this team gets ravished by injuries. Um, the freshmen just can't develop that learning curve. Um, the shooting doesn't improve. The defense takes a step back, all those things. Um, I still think this would be a team that makes the NCAA tournament, um, wins a game, and then loses in the round of 32. I think that would be doomsday scenario, worst-case scenario. Yeah, no, I mean, no no excuses for this team, Kevin. And just looking at the talent that's out there on the floor each and every night, the experience that this team has, expectations for this team should easily be getting to the second weekend in March Madness, right? Getting past mm -hmm. that round of 32 games. So when you're looking at a floor for this team, I think it's got to be that. I think you've got to at least make it 
to the second weekend with the expectations that you're seeing uh, in the uh, tournament. And again, one and done scenarios, anything can happen. We mm-hmm. get that. We know that very well as Duke basketball fans and just fans of college basketball in general. But when you look at the full season product and what to expect night in and night out, I think the floor for the Stoop team is top four in the league, in the ACC. I don't yeah. envision a scenario where this Duke team is not one of the top four teams in the tournament in the ACC regards, that is. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's why I kind of said for the ACC tournament that I think the floor should be a semifinal berth. And again, one and done tournament, anything can happen. Um, playing a team for a second or third time, things get a little bit wacky. We all know how these conference tournament goes. So again, I think you get that bu- double buy into the quarterfinals, win a game, go on to the semifinals, then, okay, you can get upset. Like th- things things happen. But yeah, I, I think those are two pretty good uh, bars that these this team should be uh, able to clear. No doubt. I, I think also when we talk about floors uh, for the Stuke basketball team, Outside of the ACC, you know, mentioning getting to the uh, the second weekend of the tournament, seeding regards for that question. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Duke basketball team, top four seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean, is that a safe floor for this team? I, I, I would I think, think so. this. I mean, we're really high on the Duke team, and rightfully so. Right? No, no. I mean, so so you you look at this past season, which they just had, and and they were a five seed. Now I still think. Um, they were misseeded. I think they absolutely should have been a four seed. Um, now, does that change the outcome of the season? I don't really know. Does that make Mark Mitchell's knee not give out in, in the round of 64 and this team continues their run into the second weekend? And um, given the bracket that they were in in the East, when you have a Kansas State or a Florida Atlantic staring you down at Madison Square Garden, a place that you're really comfortable playing, does that change things? I don't know. So, yes, seeding does have a lot to do um, with winning in the NCAA tournament. Um yeah, I, I would be very surprised if this team was not was worse than a four seed, I should say. I'd be very surprised if they were worse than a number four seed um, come Selection Sunday. Such a good thing that the ceiling for the Duke basketball team is a national championship, right? I mean, you think about other programs across the sport. Uh, I, I, we take it for granted sometimes, Kevin. I, I think that, uh, you know, year in and year out, Duke absolutely is capable of winning it all. And, and that's something that uh, I'm certainly proud of. I love watching this program, uh, this basketball team, and man, I'm excited to see what the 2023-2024 rendition of Duke Hoops looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're one of those prestigious and historic franchises in the sport, like the New York Yankees or Dallas Cowboys, Alabama football, Georgia football, it's championship or bust. And, and that's what it really is um, with Duke basketball. And you, same thing, Kansas, Kentucky, um, North Carolina, throw them in there. It's always championship or bust. And, and that's, uh, that's what makes it special. That's always why everyone keeps coming back to either root for them or root against them. Let's keep this thing going, man. Let's keep going. We've got a couple of more mailbag questions. We're going to switch gears to football. A couple of football questions on Mailbag Monday when we continue in a moment here with Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. We absolutely love our friends over at Game Time. And Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the distance. 
Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College. Locked On College is your code to use for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Term supply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. Kevin, tell me this, man. What's going on at your website these days? What can people well, find at balldurham.com? We're all over all the basketball news. Players coming back to begin the fall semester. They'll be starting practice um, the next couple of weeks here. And then obviously what we're going to get into now, um, it's officially game week for this Duke football team. Big matchup on Monday night under the lights against Clemson. Um, so we'll be all over that game as well. So um, come check us out. You could read us every day at balldurham.com. And then you could follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. Also that we haven't touched on yet, JJ, we're going to be covering some realignment news in the ACC, some news dropping um, perhaps uh, as early as tonight, adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU. So um, we're going to have a couple of pieces up on that as well as we move forward throughout the week. Let's go. I love that. I can't wait to check that all out again, balldurham.com. All right, so let's uh, let's keep moving here with our questions here today. Mailbag Monday, again, LockdownBlueDevils at gmail.com or sending it to us on Twitter. Do you like Duke's offense or defense more against Clemson when we look at the game one week from today, a Labor Day start to the season for Duke? I'm going to go offense here. Uh, I'm really high on Riley Leonard. Again, I, I said this um, – a couple weeks ago, I think he can sneak into that first round of the NFL draft this upcoming year. Um, now, Cade Klubnick, I'm high on two as well for Clemson, their sophomore quarterback. I have a feeling this game's going to be a shootout. And I think Riley Leonard's going to um, have a coming out party on national television on Labor Day Monday under the lights at Wallace Wade Stadium. So uh, I like Duke's offense's chances more um, than its defense against Clemson on Monday night. Yeah, because I think also Clemson's offense is so good. Yeah. Like Kate Klubnick is really experienced now as the starting quarterback for the Tigers. Uh, and just knowing the success that this offense had last season, I think Riley Leonard improves. I really like the running backs that they've got between Jack Wes Moore and Waters and so many guys in that Jalen Coleman making an impact. And then out of the wideout spot, so many options uh, for Riley Leonard to throw the football to. Yeah, give me the offense all day. Uh, with what to expect in their game against Clemson. Um, next question, where will Duke finish in the ACC in football this year? This is a, a more tricky question to answer. Yeah, it, it really is because you look at the scope of the ACC this year, and obviously I feel like most people um, would agree right now your top two teams are going to be Clemson and Florida State. I mean, that's just kind of how it shakes out in the AP poll. Um, North Carolina, I know everyone's big uh, the hype, uh, Drake May hype train. Um, I'm not as big on him right now, at least maybe not in terms of his NFL uh, perspective, but in terms of this North Carolina team, I think they might be a little bit overhyped coming into the season just because of Drake May and how people think he's going to be a great quarterback. Then you look at down the line at Miami too. So um, I think reasonably this Duke team could finish anywhere in the three to eight range ish. I know that's a wide margin, but I, I think they could be a, a quality bowl team uh, and middle of the pack team in the ACC. Seventh or eighth is where I was thinking when I was uh, asked this question yeah. here for where Duke can finish in the conference. I do think they're a, a kind of a top half of the league team, 
uh, when you look at what the ACC is going to have this season in football. But the schedule is so tricky for yeah. Duke compared to what it was a year ago. I think that will cause more lumps for the Duke team along the way. But I do believe this team is still certainly capable of winning six, seven, eight games to be bowl eligible and get the job done in that regard. All right. Yeah, let I mean, me let's, ask- be, let's be honest. This team surprised everybody last year. Now, I think they could be a better team than they were a year ago with a worse record, if that makes sense. Because sure. you mentioned you mentioned the schedule: uh, Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida State, North Carolina. You go down the other ACC teams they have to play. So, yeah, the schedule is daunting, but I still think they're going to be better than they were last year, although the, the record might not reflect it. Last question is a quick one here that we got. Do you like that there's no more divisions for football in the ACC was one of our last listener questions. I'm not used to this, Kevin. I'm really not. The Atlantic Division, the Coastal Division, they're no more. Now you've just got all the football teams together. So uh, I think it'll take a while for me to get used to this. I'm in. I'm in 100%. We don't really have divisions in basketball. You play everybody. Now, granted, it's a bigger schedule. Give me the two best teams in the league and put them on the field in Charlotte um, that first week of December. Just give me the two best teams, let them go play and duke it out for a championship. Yeah, it's never fun when the top two teams are out of the coastal, but they can't both Mm -hmm. be at the game or the top two teams are out out of the Atlantic division and they both can't be out of the game. Also, now we don't have to memorize who's in the Atlantic (laughs) division versus who's in the coastal division. Uh, You know, so that's helpful. Now it's just, yeah, they're ACC. They all win. That's great. Well, Kevin, thanks again for the time today. We'll see you later in the week here on Locked On Blue Devils. Always great seeing you, my friend. Can't wait, JJ. Thanks. That's Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, joining us on the show here today. And that's going to do it for another episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on YouTube each and every day. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.